once you start throwing some jabs, shadow boxing, sleep. I'm already nervous of uh, the monkey. <laughs> the yeah, there hell? were two fighting. You had to fight a monkey and you're like that. Makes sense. What would you be? You'd be like a, My DNA. a, a lightweight, like a lightweight champ in this scenario. I'm just trying to what's, figure out your classification. The, yeah, what's the weight for a I lightweight? Think, uh, lightweights might be like 130 or something. You're more than yeah, that. Yeah, definitely. Wel- welterweight, maybe? Sure, we'll take Walter. Okay. We'll yeah. give, give you the welterweight champion of the world. But that means you'd have to fight like Tommy Hearns. That, that feel, Tommy Hearns feels like a bad matchup for you. <laughs> Sugar Ray Leonard, Marvin Hagler, you don't want any. It's don't not good, bro. Smoke. It's not good. Not good at well, all. Yeah, that's. I've, yeah, I don't know. We're gonna have Walter to. Welterweight is 147 pounds. Nope. Super welterweight is 154. Nope. And then uh, <laughs> we got middleweight, 160. Light heavyweight is 175. Yeah, I'm more super 170, 175. Ooh, so a super like middleweight yeah. is where you're gonna go. Yeah. You're gonna have to fight like Evander, a young Evander Done. Holyfield. <laughs> I can still run. I can still run around. That's why they put those ropes up. There's not a lot of places to run to. Eventually, oh, I could find a way to get off. from one corner to another. <laughs> You'd turn into the monkey. You'd climb up into the rafters and you'd start throwing things down at your opponent. The, the, the you'd be a, you'd be an unbelievable boxer. <laughs> Me? Yeah. No, other than the fact that I am a wuss and that the second you put one glove on me, I'd yeah, lay down and start agility. crying. <laughs> you know what a, a yeah. low key uh, good walkout song is? So, uh, when I swam competitively in um, growing up, if you go went, if you were the top seed at finals, you got the walkout song. So a good walkout song is. Uh, going the distance by Cake, and it goes. He's going the oh, distance. He's going With for speed. speed. It's a good. It's yeah. a good walkout song. It's a little intimidating. Then you get knocked slow. out, right? We all get knocked <laughs> out. He's going to seconds. sleep. Is what it would be on my back. I, I I just picture that thing where you got your arms splayed out to the yeah. side, like a the chalk outline yep. kind of situation after a homicide. That would be me. Everybody's standing over right? you. The, the Ali was yep. that Sonny Liston? I think yeah, the, it was. the famous picture. Yeah, I, I I would be more listing, and I'm not even a little bit listing. <laughs> That's just not what it is. That's not going to happen. Let's try a quick phone call here. Let's go to Joe in Hacienda Heights. Joe, you're on with Travis Lee. What's going on, Joe? Not much. Hey, thank you for taking my call. So I just wanted to say that uh, not to be too scurry of the chicken curry because, you know, <laughs> I think Laker Nation needs to understand that they will win this series and for one reason only and that reason is the following if you guys look chef curry he never plays well in downtown los angeles especially playing lakers so we have this rest easy that's all i have to say lakers in six thanks joe um i i get it there are places where you play better than others i'm not gonna say that he shoots a lower percentage at this gym yeah that concerns me more yeah just i i i'm (laughs) Steph Curry's a good shooter. I don't care if you put him out on Venice Beach. I don't care yeah. if you put him in the gym at Arcadia High School or Granite Hills, or you put him at Crypto, or you put him up at Chase Center. That dude's going to make shots. Mm-hmm. He, he's going to make shots. He's screaming hot right now. His confidence is always high, but probably as high as it could ever possibly be. They're at home. He's feeling it. And just because this is a gym where maybe he doesn't shoot at his best, I, I, that doesn't fill me with a ton of confidence. All right, it is a Michelob Ultra Reaction Monday here on 710 ESPN. We're celebrating the Lakers' 40-point blowout win to close out the Grizzlies on Friday night oh, and getting you quick. pumped for Game 1 of the Western Conference semifinals tomorrow against the Warriors. It's all presented by Michelob Ultra, a refreshing and balanced flavor with only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. Michelob Ultra, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. Please enjoy responsibly. I'm going to add one point to what that caller said. Let, let's 
I think everything just kind of happens so quick. And sometimes when you're in the playoffs, it's more about can you get through this team? Can you get past them? Who could you potentially have in the next round? Can we just stop for a quick second? This is a pretty freaking cool moment. The Lakers are about to play the Golden State Warriors. Matchup's going to be tough. But how? just kind of thinking about, I don't know how you felt. I have a good idea three months ago of where we were sitting. And it's nobody's even really talking about the playoffs. No. It was just the play-in tournament. Can you get into the play-in? This is before what happened at the trade deadline, right? And now we're sitting here and it's like, to just see some of these storylines, that it's Northern California versus Southern California. To see the storylines, the last time the Lakers and the Warriors played in the playoffs was in the 1990s. It was yeah. 91. Okay, That's the last time that they faced each other. The fact that LeBron has owned an era of basketball but has to has had to go through the Warriors in a couple different times. Now, unfortunately, KD was a part of that, all that other stuff. And here we are. It's the Lakers and the Golden State Warriors, and we get a chance at a potential seven-game set. I just, it's funny, right when he said that, and he said, oh, you know, Steph Curry here at Crypto, and this is how he's played, this is how he's been. It dawns on me that we're going to have a pretty cool series with both these teams going at it. I know it's going to be a challenge. The, the Just the star power of it all, that you've got LeBron James, who, and, and I'm not trying to do the GOAT argument, I couldn't be less intrigued by that but he's on the short list of yep. best player of all time right that i don't care if you got three guys five guys six guys lebron james is either one of your three one of your five or one of your six if you're being at all honest steph curry is not in that category but he's in the very next closest category which is he's the best player of his generation or damn near it changed right? basketball that he changed the game he was there was basketball pre-steph and there's basketball post-steph there's not a lot of guys that you can say that about he is still at the peak of his powers. LeBron James probably is not, but he's not super far past him either. It's He can still summon those moments like we've seen him do over and over and over again. It is going to be one of those things where two of the best players of the last 20 years are going to go at it again, only this time it's a far more even contest than mm. the, the other four that we saw in the finals, right? The other four, the Golden State Warriors were the better team all four of those times. LeBron won one of those matchups in the finals. The Warriors had Kevin Durant on two of those. Steph was great, but maybe not quite what he is right now. LeBron was maximum LeBron at this point. So maybe LeBron has come down a little bit. Maybe Steph has elevated slightly. But LeBron's on a better team right now, I think, than he was the last time that he had to play these Warriors. And it's a far different contest than it was with him being, you know, just this unbelievable presence. Sure. And, oh, yeah, I got Kyrie and I got Kevin Love. And not that he didn't have good teammates, but this is a different animal than those Cavs teams that played against the Warriors. First in the time, do you remember the first time they played in the finals? Kevin Love and Kyrie get injured. Matthew Dellavedova was their second best player. Okay. Second time they play each other is when he gets uh Draymond gets suspended for game five. Yep. They end up coming back three one down. And then after that it's the K D era. So that that era it's almost like I remember game one when they're playing the Warriors, that's the J.R. Smith grabs a rebound and starts <laughs> dribbling the ball out. And 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 he had fifty eight and eight or something like that in right. game one. There's only so much that one player can do. And even, you know, you look at the Golden State Warriors. If Steph Curry didn't have Klay Thompson, and if he didn't have Draymond Green, even as some of these other players, the challenge just increases, right? This is, I think that's the best way that you put it. The Lakers will be able to throw out a team that says, 
We got role players. Mm-hmm. We got some other guys that contribute. We play defense as a team. We got some bench guys. We got they, it, it's much more interesting than some of those other matchups. And, and you know what I don't like, and and you're, it's going to happen. It's going to happen starting tomorrow night, and it's going to happen until the series is over. And then once the series is over, you're going to hear people like you and like me. And everybody that does this for a living on TV, on radio, online, or whatever, talk about how this is a an, an opportunity for whoever wins to strengthen their legacy. For whoever loses, that oh, what does it mean to their long guys? Nothing, nothing. What it means is somebody that's really good is going to lose this series. Somebody that's one of the great players of all time or of their generation is going to lose this series. One of these two guys is going to still be alive to go win their fifth championship, mm. and the other one's going to still have four. The only the, the only, other one is still going to have multiple finals MVPs. The other one has multiple regular season MVPs and mm-hmm. a finals MVP. There is no more, oh, well, this guy's this guy and that guy's the other guy. There is no legacy-defining moment here. It's going to be a great series. Whoever wins is on track for five. Whoever loses is doesn't all of a sudden become less than because they lost a second-round series to the other one. You could only add to your legacy yes. legacy in your resume. There's one player that's not LeBron and that's not uh, Steph Curry that can add to his legacy. It's AD. Of course. AD's the player that it's still being figured out. We're still calculating everything, you know. AD is the player that we can walk away saying, damn, he just, you know, there's certain times he can deliver, other times can't. Or we can walk away and saying AD is the reason why they won the series. How much of this comes down to the experience on the bench? Because th- this is where it is extremely lopsided. Right, that we can talk LeBron versus Steph, sure. That Clay Thompson against Anthony Davis as far, you know, second best player or whatever, sure. That yeah. there there there's advantages, but they're they're smaller advantages one way or the other. Steve Kerr, Emily, I've read this in your notes this morning. Steve Kerr has never lost a playoff series to a Western, the Western Conference opponent. Conference, yeah. That is bonkers. It's insane. That is a bonkers stat. He has never lost a series to a Western Conference opponent. Darvin Ham's just getting started. This right. is his when they second lost to the series. Clippers. It was still Mark Jackson. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Darvin wow, Ham is insane. in his second playoff series as a head coach in this league. Steve Kerr has never lost one, and he's got four titles on his resume and two other trips to the finals. So let, let me let me play off of that. You said how much can this impact? It could be we could be sitting here two weeks from now and saying that was a difference. That's not a right. Like you know, sometimes we sit here and everything's about the players and everything's yep. this, everything's that. We could be sitting here and saying in two weeks from now. Steve Kerr versus Darvin Ham, one guy that has the resume and it's been there, he's done that, there's no deer in the head, none of that stuff. And Darvin Ham, there are moments he just hasn't been in a situation like this. I think that's it. And he was outcoached. Of course that can happen. Sure. Of course that can happen. Now, how much of it can a player like LeBron James... You can mitigate some of it. You can mitigate some of it, right? And but it's a it's a it's a fair observation and it could be the difference of winning the series it could be the difference of losing the series we'll we'll have to wait and find out this is super nerdy stuff but i think it it's not that darvin ham is going to make a huge mistake that's going to cost them a game it's just he hasn't had to make certain decisions and certain steve kerr i thought against sacramento yesterday was brilliant in the way that he used Steph as far as when to get him out of the game, when to call a timeout, when to stack it up with a TV timeout to give him double time to make sure that you've got more at the end than you do at the beginning. Just in the reason he knows how to do that, he's been doing it forever. There's nothing new to there, him. It, this is as close to routine as a playoff series could be. Just managing those little things, when to challenge, when not to challenge, when to pull a guy out, when to call a timeout. Yep. He's just there's just all of those things that 
you learn through experience. Somebody can tell you, you know, well, you call a timeout at this time. Yeah, great, but what's you have a feel the for game? the game or no? Yeah, Darvin's brand new at this. This mm-hmm. is his second playoff series as a head coach. Steve Kerr, even though you know, close your eyes. I don't know. I still think of him with the Bulls. I still think of him knocking Spurs, down some of those yeah. shots with the Spurs and everything. Fact of the matter is, he's been a head coach in this league for a really long time, and he's about as experienced of a guy as you're going to find. That is an advantage for the Warriors. Yeah, the, the only two coaches left is Spolstra and him that have won a title somebody no, I don't think I'm missing anybody yeah I've won a championship that's it it's just him and Spolstra right um Popovich no he's not in the playoffs, in the playoffs. talking about oh, the eight playoffs. Teams, the teams left yeah. yeah yeah I think it's just him let's make sure that we just don't have it come down to a possession or two sure. and it's by the way it's going to it's going to the, the, this is the playoffs are always close, and then the deeper you go into the playoffs, the closer that they get. There's well, and going this to be is, games that are a decision, a shot, a yeah. look, a defensive stop, a block, that it comes down to a play or two that decides the series well, by a game or two. And this series is going to be much more chess because it's not much like more evenly matched. the Sacramento Kings want to go like this, right? The Warriors, that wasn't there. They, they, they're okay with slowing it down, running offense a little bit. The Memphis Grizzlies want to go like this. Both teams are kind of a similar, we'll just have to play a little chess as we go. Over under uh, one ejection for uh, Draymond Green. You're setting it at .5? I'm setting it at .5, yeah. An ejection. Uh, I'll take the over. I think I think he gets one. I, I think okay. that's who he is. I think that's what he brings to that team. I think I'll go if, under. If he doesn't, I think you could make the argument that he's not doing what he's supposed to be doing. right? And I'm not saying he picks a fight. I, yeah, but that doesn't mean it can't be at the end of a game that's really lopsided one way and he goes nuts, mm-hmm. right? Draymond knows – Draymond's awfully strategic on when he decides minus game five in that finals that ultimately swung it back the other way. He knows what he's doing. Oh, yeah, Doc. He, he knows Doc what Rivers he's doing. Has one. That's right. Yeah. Philly. He's got one in Boston. Uh, yeah. he, that was a long time ago. I've, I feel like Philly hasn't played in three months. Is it being going to play? <laughs> No, I think he – well, I think he's questionable. So, But it sounds like it sounds like he won't go, but we'll see what happens. It's right. a short series if he doesn't go. More of your Lakers phone calls coming up in just a little bit. Plus, the Rams made some picks, a whole bunch of picks, and I think we have an even clearer picture, Slee, on what they're doing for the 2023 season. That's coming up next. It's Travis Slee, 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 
Emily, people have questions, um, and I like to give our Travis and Sliwa community listeners what they ask for. So you got to give some details here. This is from Rich, who says, wait, 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 wait. Can we go back and get more info on Emily's Waffle Fest? That sounds awesome. You guys are having a waffle party when you bought this, Pam? Okay, so here's how this Waffle Fest goes. It's it's amazing. So um, like you, Travis, my family has a tradition every New Year's Day. So um, every New Year's Day, my family hosts this thing called Waffle Fest. It started off when my parents were still dating as a couple before they got married or even engaged. And they had friends over essentially as like a hangover party. Like, everyone's hungover from New Year's Eve. We're going to make waffles all day bring whatever you want and it started just kind of just waffles just hosting some friends over and it turned into sometimes like the peak of it like 200 friends now coming oh my over gosh. it's like i invite like weddings yeah <laughs> i invite my wedding. friends i invite my 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 sisters invite their friends from college it, it was just became this whole like thing of like a pilgrimage to the hebels every new year's day but it obviously my wish parents, we did something on january 1st <laughs> my parents make we like had traditions the um main proteins like the bacon sausage waffles pancakes those staples but then everyone brings like a potluck stuff and it turns into an all-day drinking event slash like my my dad has like things in the back and they like a lot of the men will like go like throw tires and like is play this where that, that nail game oh, comes in? Yeah. yeah, nail game comes in. Yeah, yeah. It, it turns into this whole event and it's really fun and it's some of my favorite memories of my family. And they did it, I think, for twenty five straight years. Pandemic got wow. in the way. Then now they're back to it. So uh, it's really fun and uh, everyone's always invited to go to the Hebels every can New I, Year's Day. Can, so I got a question for you because this has happened to me in my life, and you're obviously much younger than I am, so maybe it hasn't. happened happen for you yet these family traditions that you're talking about the year the waffle fest for the hebels and the rose bowl game that we do every year for the rogers slash kaziah clan yep um at some point you go from being the uh, one of the attendees and having a good time and enjoying it to now be the one responsible for yeah. putting the whole thing on have you hit that point yet well i haven't actually gone the spam time was a really <laughs> it's it it back crit- 10 years they, yeah. they, they demoted her they just went like this <laughs> I it's always a little stressful leading up to it because my parents do like you know clean the house yes. organize everything but I haven't been on like the the um, planning side yet but I also has, haven't been home for New Year's Day in a long time because I've been here I've been in Connecticut I couldn't come back and all that good stuff so I haven't been to Waffle Fest probably since I was in college so still a great sucks. tradition when you're on the other side of it but yeah. less great. Oh no! Then it's then it's work. Then it's work. And and you want to make sure everybody has a great time. Yeah. And you want to make sure that everybody has the experience that you had when you were on the just yeah. What time you want me to show up? Can't wait to. All right, I got to do what? How many days in advance to get rid of this thing? Yeah. I think Bobby, by not having his shoes early on, okay, early on, I think he was playing chess while you guys were playing checkers. Quite possibly. Because I think he was saying to himself wait a minute, I'm starting to get to that age where they're asking me to do stuff. If I just don't bring my shoes and I let that be, how is anyone going to ask me to do anything if I can't remember my shoes? I forgot to tell you. So we're at the swap meet yesterday, the street fair. What are we calling this thing? Flea market. Flea market. Thank yep. you. And I met Buck, right? And so I walk over and I shake his hand and we're talking and he goes, I just got to tell you, man, love the Bobby stories. Those are my favorites. They're so good. I'm like, No. Why, they're not. They're only funny if you're they're not the for one us. responsible good for, for making sure that your adult son has his shoes on. Okay, when it was six, it's kind of charming. 
when he's 22, it's a little less charming. Maybe you should go to like Sweden or like Europe or they Fiji very, or something yeah. where it's warm at least. Exactly. Every day. So like in succession, San Lucas- Diego, you can walk around no shoes. <laughs> might be able- Santa Barbara probably there's probably uh, a little the bit of that. Lucas he couldn't get it out fast enough. Love the Bobby stuff. And Susan, Susan was with me. She's like. Oh, boy. We're out of here. <laughs> like She's just like, this is embarrassing to our family. You need to stop telling these stories. But yeah, Lucas Matson in Succession, who's like Alexander Skarsgård's character, was wearing bare feet on his private plane, walked off his private plane to someone else's private plane, oh, threw on a terminal, on, not on terminal, a tarmac, and then got up into it. I'm going to do that at Spirit. By the way, he won't email me back. So I don't know if it was Spirit or in. Allegiant. Did mm-hmm. you see that video that was going around this weekend where they were repairing the plane with duct tape? Yeah, Spirit. <laughs> Oh, spirit. Get what you pay for. You get off, right? You 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 just say, you know what? I know this flight's nine bucks, but this just feels like a really bad. Wait, it ain't idea. nine bucks. By the time you add everything up, it's the same price. <laughs> I think it depends really the type effective. of tape they're using. Yeah, oh. I think I think if, if it's Scotch tape, good, you get off. <laughs> if it's the good stuff from Home Depot, I'm actually more comfortable. Oh my gosh, it's just I, that, I, I'm a little bit of a nervous flyer under any circumstances. Once I see the sky, the uh, the duct tape come out. I'm out. All right. What do you uh, want me to say in the third email to Ted Christie? What's up, dude? Respond to me. Still want my 80 bucks. Dude, I'm going to send you an email every week for the rest of my life just to make sure hey, I Ted, get what I want. It's Alan again. <laughs> yeah, what's up? Just checking in on my last two emails. Yes. Okay. You sh- right to the spam folder. The last more that you do it, emails. the more casual you should get. So <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Like start off very formal. My name is Alan Sliwa. Yep. On this date, I took this flight to this spot. See below. <laughs> All right, that's three. Let's get more casual three before in. you go through it. All right, um, NFL draft is over. Emily, what was that number? 52 million people? Is that what it was? Uh, that watched the draft? Yes, it was. I got to load it up in a second, but I'll tell My you in a second. Gosh. It, it, it is an insane. Taylor, you watch any 50, of the draft? It was 54. NFL point- draft? Hell no. Come on. Fifty-four point four million people. Fifty-four in the country that I barely are now watching. I I I watch kind of out of one eye. I'm not like enraptured by it the way that you are. But fifty-four and a half million people watch the draft. It's the second biggest NFL event of the year, bigger than opening day, bigger than championship weekend, bigger than anything not called the Super Bowl. Okay, it is a huge deal. The Rams made all of their picks. The Rams uh, took an offensive lineman, Steve uh, Avila, out of TCU with their top pick, second uh, second round, 36th overall. Rams need a lot of help on the offensive line. I like the pick. Okay, put, the, put all that aside. Yep. I think two things became very clear on what they did during the draft. Number one, this is a team that's got a lot of holes, and we're going to take a lot of players and see how many of these guys will actually stick with us and can help us. This is not a, hey, plug this one hole and let's take another run at it. This mm. is restock the cupboard, right? This is the trip to Costco where you get a bunch of staples in giant quantities and see what you have. This is not going to the boutique market to get one bottle of nice wine. Yep. Okay? That's number one. Number two is Stetson Bennett, as their backup quarterback, I thought was interesting because it kind of kind of does both things, Slee. Matthew Stafford's your guy. It gives you a little bit of some sort of swagger, whatever, however you want to call Stetson, arrogance, you know, edge, however you want to characterize his personality, which I think is interesting. I love that he comes from a winning program, but where you drafted him and what his prospects are in the league leave a big, giant hole at future quarterback number one, which I think they're going to try to fill in next year. That This was a draft for what's coming next, not a draft for what's mm. coming right now. So I, I, I'm a fan, 
there was a time, and I know that's changed now, where franchises used to draft a quarterback and they wouldn't just throw him out right away. They could just kind of have a second to let me, as best as I can, learn the process, let me best as I can. There's no pressure for him in that first year or something along those lines. That's obviously changed. That's not the end. Maybe there's some predicaments and situations where that's the case. But I'm going to read off one quote that he said. And this is somebody that obviously – yeah, this is obviously somebody that's had tremendous amount of success. He's with a program in Georgia where all they do is win. Um, Stafford, obviously, from Georgia as well. Yep. he said, I'm so excited to just go in there, be quiet, take notes, and learn, right? that That's not somebody that they're saying, take the football, week one, go make it happen. I think he's going to get some opportunities. I don't know what it means big picture, but there isn't going to be pressure on him to do anything right out the gate. And I know we were having the conversation about this last week with Caleb Williams mm-hmm. and how that's going to look in mm-hmm. that situation. That It's not like drafting – uh, Bennett is telling you right out the gate, hey, we're good for our quarterback for the future. Exactly. Yeah. Th- this is, we're good for our quarterback if our quarterback gets hurt right now mm-hmm. and the quarterback that we need down the line is probably still in college somewhere right now or on another team. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't think anybody's thinking, you know, two, three years from now, Stetson Bennett's going to ascend to become the starter for this Rams team. That's just not what it is. This isn't Bryce Young getting picked first overall, who they're going to play behind Andy Dalton, at least to start the season, is, is the report. And then once Dalton plays like Andy Dalton for a month or two, they'll put Bryce Young in there and see what happens there. Matthew Stafford's going to be the quarterback of this team unless he gets hurt, yeah. right? And then you yeah. can put Stetson Bennett in there. I don't know if he's any good or not. This is what's weird about when you're on a team like Georgia. They had, what did they have, 900 people drafted in the first round, 200 people drafted in the second round. You're right. It's tough to determine if is, was how the, good is he. Was, was, if if I had that much time and that much talent surrounding me, could, could and not me personally. But could there could, be 30 other college quarterbacks that could have jumped into that situation also had success he left for a reason he went somewhere else for a reason he came back it, it's i really like how they're doing it they're not telling anybody what they're doing but if you just look at how they've approached it with the draft they they signed a bunch of unrestricted free agents as well but it just it just seems that this is a very look if everything breaks right cool we'll see what happens but in the event that it breaks like it might we're in a great spot to try to stack it up for next year, too. They're, they're in that weird two-way go on the wrong side as opposed to the top well, side. Well, the most important thing is this. Walking into this season, it sounds like everybody was prepared for that. So that Sean McVay, it's not, hey, if we're not a winning team, I don't want to be a part of it. it, it doesn't it feel like now that, all right, whether that's let's take another step back to take two steps forward, as long as everybody's on the same page with that, where it felt like last year it kind of came out of nowhere. Nobody would have predicted it was going to be as bad as it was. You lost a lot of the main people. I'm sure Sean McVay mentally is telling himself, I just came off a Super Bowl. I'm only used to winning. What the hell am I coaching here? At least this one's more expected if it goes the other way. The, the, uh, the Rams have almost a full roster of players now is encouraging. <laughs> he said that they're probably not even going to get there to the almost. full 90. We want guys to get reps. Uh-huh. That's... That's one way to do it. The other way is just everybody just chill out. 
Let's see what happens. The schedule comes out in about 10 days, and we'll have an idea. If that thing gets front. If you get Philadelphia, if you get Dallas, if you get San Francisco, if you get like the really heavyweights at the front end. One and three, one and four to start well, off the it's season. kind of clarifying, no? Yeah. Kind of one of those, oh, okay. Maybe we just, is that neck bothering you again? Is Cooper Cup's pinky giving him a hard time? How many prime times do you think you're going to get? I'll say three. Yeah. I, w- I would probably say what they have last year? Six. Yeah. Yeah, don't do that again. <laughs> Including Christmas Day against the Broncos, combined record four and 600. Merry Christmas to me, Slee. The Nickelodeon game. In the Nickelodeon game. Yeah, that was a that was a very long day. Factor Cap coming up next. It's Travis Slee, 710 ESPN. Hey, guys. Just so you know, keeping you up to date with my uh, kickball league, uh, we got beat by um, – not – got beat by mercy rule yesterday so super fun Oof. uh so it was really great we also had a an issue with the umpire so you know everything's <laughs> oh. going really really okay. great I, should we do it now or should we do it later? i have questions umpire. about the issues with the umpire okay so this the umpires of just a, another guy yeah it's so a person that's there so this person team. so uh we we this person was running from first to second and 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 kickball you can like tag someone out obviously like you can in baseball as well but so a uh, girl on my team Ta- uh, catches the ball, tags somebody, and then uh, other people run because you had to the play doesn't stop until the pitcher has the ball. They didn't call the person out at second, and then that would have been our third out, and it would have prevented another eight runs that get scored the rest of the inning. Did you go Billy so. Martin and run out there and kick dirt on him and scream and yell and put your finger in his face? Can the, ba- can the game be under protest? <laughs> you should protest. Right? I would have liked to, but I had to, you know, take some deep breaths and not let that uh, side get out of me. But speaking of which, in the same story... Um, you consider yourself to be a competitive person. So whatever it is, you are a competitive person. Travis Patrick Cap. Yes, I am. I, I will sometimes be able to kind of pull back on some things that I just genuinely don't care about. But if it gets into whether it's you and me playing pop a shot or pickleball or whatever it may be, un- invariably, once it starts, I want to win. Once we get involved in it, I care about whether or not the result is. I don't doesn't stick with me a super long time the way that it used to, but if there's a scoreboard and there's a winner and a loser, I would very much like to be the winner. Berg? 100% yes, I am a I am competitive person. I don't let my daughter beat me at anything. She beats me at things what? because I've because it's gotten to that That's point good, good. where she is now beating me at things. What does she beat you at? She every game that we play. Like board games? Yeah, board games. Oh, she okay. she can beat me. She's a beat, higher credit score. It's, it's, it, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not difficult. Um, <laughs> no, but like every game that we play, it, it can be 50-50 where she'll beat me sometimes and I'll beat her sometimes, but because she has that competitive drive in her that I've instilled in her by not letting her beat me at things. So, yes, I do not want to lose at anything. And if you've seen me in Game of Games, I don't want to lose. Nobody does. Nobody yeah. wants to lose. Get out of here. Al? Um, I'm going to lean. I, I have to care about it. So I, I think if I had to lean away, I'm very, very competitive. But it has to be something like when somebody chirps, somebody talks a little bit, that makes me interested. If somebody else wants to win, now I'm all of a sudden a little bit more interested. If somebody is kind of more... Like I, like you just said with your daughter. Yeah, she's 11 now, so it's okay. It doesn't make any sense to me. He's like, I'm a beater at everything. It's like, 
All right. Building character, it's sleep. Bu- it is. It's, Travis gets it. It's uh, it's some of these yeah. other athletes that will say, "Yeah, I had to, I had to beat that five year old." It's like, "Yeah, did you?" I don't know if you had to beat that five year old. It doesn't <laughs> well, make any sense to me. So, but you also have to teach them to be a good winner and a good loser. So I agree. At the time, so part of part of that losing. What's up, Justin Schafflander? But part of that is losing at certain times, so that they can see that when I, agree when with I that. lose, yeah. you see that I'm gracious about it. So when you win or you lose, you have to be gracious. Does about Riley it. play like basketball or anything like that? Nah, she hates sports. Okay. I can see him calling three seconds in the key, playing one on one with his daughter. There becomes a moment when you, if you have kids that play athletics, right, that you are trying to beat them, and you realize I actually need to try very hard all of a sudden to get this done or not. And yep. then when they beat you for real, th- because when they're four, you're letting them make some baskets. Yes. You're yes. not beating them of eleven course. to nothing. Not this guy. But when you, <laughs> but when you get to that point where no, you still win, but yes. you win eleven to nine. You don't win eleven to nothing. You yeah. still win because yeah. then when they finally get yep. it, it means something. Yes. It's not a gift. They're actually getting it. They yes. they worked hard enough to pass you in yes. a certain thing. Absolutely. Let them get a couple points, but not let them win. Taylor? Fact, yeah. I'd say my, my competitiveness is mostly internal. I don't talk a lot of S, you know. So when it does come around to it, if I lose, then, you know, I can't really. I can just act like I don't care <laughs> the, the whole time. Self-defense mechanism, Playing chess. Right? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't care about that series. Yeah. Slee, were you two? What was the, remember the game we played with the ping pong balls and the peanut butter sandwiches? Yeah. Like, I was grinding in that. Like, I really wanted to win that. I slow played it a little bit, but when you beat me, I was a little sore. So the fact I, that. I didn't like that. Well, that. <laughs> The fact that you wanted it that much kind of made me walk around like, yeah, that was good. <laughs> I like that. Of course it was. Yeah, I like you that. You won the peanut butter ping pong game. Yeah, but because you wanted it, because you were very casual. Yeah. I didn't. I couldn't tell that you wanted it. It was the fact the that Taylor you wanted Smith. it. You need a Dylan. Yeah, Brooks. I, I won the Oreo roll. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you yeah. did. Yeah. 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 All right. So this uh, one statement has to do with both a story with me and a story in uh, sports news uh, this weekend. So uh, Jurgen Klopp, who is the manager of Liverpool, he celebrated Liverpool's last second uh, goal by running into the face of a ref and yelling at him, but then also he pulled his hamstring at the same time. <laughs> and so he both got a yellow card and pulled his hamstring. It's a little <laughs> embarrassing for Klopp, I'm sure, but they got the win, which is good. And then also, I went to a concert on Saturday night, and as I was walking down the stairs, I took a step, a normal step, and then my knee buckled and cracked and popped in weird ways, and I was like, oh, this sucks. Good. So, But also, I was like, I was in the middle of a mob of people trying to leave, and so it's also embarrassing in front of everybody to be like, oh, I need to have help getting on these stairs. So you have an embarrassing sports industry, or an, an embarrassing injury. Berg? Patrick, well, Patrick first of all, I want to just, so Jurgen Kloppen, or whatever his name is, he won and then got into the face of the ref? So he won and got into the face of the ref, yes. He's not competitive. He's not at all. all. Not in the slightest. Like, we won. I don't know. Um, do I have an embarrassing injury? Yes. Um, I have an injury that hurt really bad. I don't know if it's embarrassing. I was playing ta- I was playing tackle football with friends and I was I was the running back and I ran forward and I got turned on my back and f- kind of like bent in half with my back so my back cracked. Yeah. And I had to go into the emergency room. I don't I mean, Ooh. I don't think that's embarrassing. Yeah, that Painful. That's it's not exactly. It's, it's painful. I don't think it's. I don't so know what embarrassing awful. would be in an injury while playing sports. So no, not embarrassing. Cap. Um, I'll go fact. This is an injury, but it's not really in front of other people. I can't remember if I told the story before. So at my parents' house, I was probably in high school, something like that. The garage was kind of like a second living room. So we had couch, TV, fan, all that stuff, refrigerator. That's how we used the the 
Um, but there was two steps to get from the house to the garage. And I was late. My parents were waiting in the car. I forget where we were going. And I decided to run down the hallway, open the door, and I jumped off the two steps. Not that it's that big. <laughs> the fan was one of those fans that had the four uh, legs. Okay. Just kind of. I landed on one of the fans and churned the living, you know what, out of my ankle. It was Ouch. a basketball injury. It was as if I was in the paint with Ewing and Hakeem, right? <laughs> churned my ankle like just really bad. So now I'm on the couch and I'm just holding my ankle. I couldn't get up. <laughs> They're honking outside like, where the hell is this guy? <laughs> so I had to eventually Crawl. get there to tell them I churned my ankle and me explaining to my dad how I churned my ankle. This man is just like, what is wrong with my son? You first son? You wouldn't trim the tree, and now you can't come outside? What is wrong with my son? What's the with matter with you? Where's my son? That is one of my injuries. <laughs> all right. Um, is it bad that I have to choose between four that immediately come Go to with my three. These are all embarrassing? Go well, with number three. Two, two of them are uh, very embarrassing. The other one is just painful and happened in front of a decent amount of people. You tell me, does getting hit with a baseball off a batted ball as the pitcher where it hits you in either your head or between your legs. Is that embarrassing or just bad luck? That's no, just it's bad just luck dangerous. Okay, that, yeah. because that happened, right? I've got <laughs> yeah. both of those. That's happened a couple of times. Should have Roger Clemens <laughs> throw right back at a you didn't have I was too busy the barrel trying. of the bat. <laughs> I was too busy trying not to die. It was, uh, Did so, you cry? Um, I didn't cry, but it hurt like crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um, I told one of them when I was running in the Angels 5K when I used to work for the Angels and I oh, tripped yeah, over yeah, the road down. reflector yeah, he went down. and out a yard <laughs> the road reflector the, the little things that separate the, the lanes it's this bot, the bot dot it's yeah. this high off the it's ground an <laughs> inch if it's it, tops right That's maybe an inch and tall. a half and I tripped on it it's down bad, goes bro. my phone my headphones my <laughs> hat my sunglasses just trash God. everywhere <laughs> and so to this day people that know me from that show. You know when you walk onto an airport, uh, what's the thing called when you walk down the plane? The uh, jetway, yeah. right? Yeah. There's that watch your step and they have that graphic of somebody tripping. Every time one of my friends gets that, they send it to me. They take a <laughs> thing. So I still get that. That's so that was embarrassing. That's perfect. The other one was not that long ago, I was playing golf with some buddies and I my back was kind of bothering me and it and I just we kept I kept playing and all of a sudden I took a swing and it's like somebody shot me. I just I dropped to the ground. I'm laying on the ninth tee at a Royal Tribuco in agony. Other than breaking my leg, most pain I've ever been in my life. Wow. They laughed at me for about 5 seconds cuz they thought I was being a baby and then they realized I couldn't uh -oh. move. And my buddy Greg had to drive me. Not me. Not just from the T to the parking lot, from the T to the parking lot, from the parking lot to my house, and had to help me out of the car, had to do the whole thing. So, yes, that was uh, rather embarrassing. He's got good ones over here. He's he had a, he had a top ones. three ranking. <laughs> yeah. I almost did uh, a, a skin envelope violation getting out of a golf cart one time. It may or may not have been alcohol induced, but still happened. I can tell that at a. Oh, day. I also have another embarrassing story where I was, uh, I, I fell down. A, I tripped coming home from a football game, so obviously there was a lot of other things involved with that. Uh, but yeah, anyway, uh, Taylor. Fact uh, is skateboarding. Skateboarding is a sport, right? So, sure. um, I don't know. Drunk me when I was probably twenty three, twenty four. Thought it'd be a good idea to have my friends Husky pull me down a hill um, on a skateboard. It's a great idea. And it didn't end that well. Luckily. <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> Luckily, no broken bones or anything, but I, I, I just scraped the entire side of my body after I hit a pothole, and yeah, just a lot of pain. Oof. 
I just thought of a fifth one. I'm going to add it to the list. <laughs> Ask this question again tomorrow, Emily. Okay. I have more I have more <laughs> stories to tell. All right, I have one last one for you guys. So you wait until your gas light is on to go get gas to fill up your gas tank. Uh, Alan, Fetter Cap? Uh, this morning. Yesterday I drove back up from San Diego, and we were oh, it was getting a little shaky. Well, I can make it to Pasadena. <laughs> Made to Pasadena um, this morning, went and filled up uh, the tank. I always wait until... It's not even just wait for the light to come on. We got a little buffer once the light comes yeah, on. Yeah, you got 40 miles or so. I've yep. timed it so here do. pretty good. Uh, so absolutely fact on that one. Trev? Yeah. I, I'm saying until that light comes on, now you have my attention. And Why do we have the light? I figure I can wait another day. <laughs> like, I, I, depending on where, if I had to come to work, I'd probably do yeah. it. But if I were here, yeah. and it, as I pulled into the parking lot, the light came on, I'd drive all the way home. <laughs> And I'd be coasting into town on fumes. Yeah, yeah. I wait every time. Berg, it's it's fact, absolutely. I wait. I let it go as down as far as humanly possible until I'm like, all right, I kind of on fumes. Probably should go get some gas now. And I, I'll plan it out where I'm going to get it. But uh, most of the time, yeah, I'll have five miles left from according to it, and I'm like, mm, I can make it home. I think until you run out of gas, it's going to be that. My dad has run out of gas multiple times trying to do the same thing with my sisters at young ages, and I think my oh, mom geez. and my us don't let him live it down. <laughs> Taylor? Cap, I don't really have a rule on this. I kind of go either way, but mostly there's enough gas in my tank. You should probably, what, quarter tank? Knock that out? That's what you're supposed to. That's what you're supposed to. Quarter tank, that's like two more days. Let me tell you something. If you are filling up your tank quarter or more, you're I feel like there's that's a responsible person that's also doing a lot Good of other score. things. Oh, there's a lot of other no things that are. Hey, bad credit combined with low gas. My credit is fine. Five sixty. Fine ish. Five sixty. Oh, that'd be low. That's I'm just. I'm just. I'm missing on the low side, so you can feel good. Yeah, no, I do feel Six sixty. No, no, that's still too low. Seven sixty. No, that's too high. Okay, no, no, I got an idea. I got, <laughs> I got an idea. It's all good to shake out. Yeah. All right. Um. This was supposed. We talk about LeBron just yeah. way past the time this wasn't supposed to be happening. Say the same thing about Clayton Kershaw. That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, seven ten ESPN. I'm sure it happened at some point during the regular season, but it's probably been a while since you had a weekend with no Laker basketball. That that the Lakers knocked Memphis out by forty on Friday night. Not only does it knock them into the second round, but it freed you kinda up for nice. a couple of days to not have to go to crypto. It's kind of nice. It was uh, it, unexpected. You know, it, just as simple. The, the gap was that just as simple as thinking that the Warriors would handle business on Friday, and then round one would start on Sunday, right? That was kind of we were assuming that would happen. So they would have gone Sunday, Tuesday, and then taken three days off, Every and then other day, now. and then went Saturday. Yeah, it's kind of funny. I, I we we I, th- I can't remember if we had this conversation on Friday. We we're talking a little bit about what's better. Yeah, but we didn't really think it was going to happen. We just kind of assumed they this were going to start on Sunday. For the Lakers is probably the best, but I, I think it helps them for tomorrow. And, I, and that's I about think it. I think it helps them because the Warriors will not get a chance to take a deep breath because they were already going every other day, and now it's boom. They'll start another series. Now you're also not traveling. Three four hours, no, it's you know, an not hour doing each it, way. No. It's yeah. it's a pretty easy commute. Let's try a quick phone call here. Let's go to Downey, Jason. Jason, you're on with Travis Lee. What's up, Jay? Hey, before I get to the Lakers, um, as a Travis and Slee P one, we're going to need an, an an ask the Hebels because Waffle Fest running out of gas, the Tiki Bar front. We need to pick the brain of the Hebels. They they sound like some very interesting people, and I really want to get to know them a little more. So, <laughs> Emily, if you can. 
get them on for the Ask the Heebles. Do you please. want mom or dad first? Well, I was just going to ask you, Em, which which of your folks or sisters would be the best at this? I know where I'm leaning. Claire would be a good uh, would be good, uh, and people have met her. If she she came to the Mandy's with me last year, so yep. if you if you've met her, so she would be good. I think dad. Yeah, leaning towards would, dad. Got to be honest. Dad would be fun. Dad would be fun. leaning towards dad. Yeah, all those Rob. cars outside. Let's get Rob Hebel. Hashtag ask Rob. I can inquire. He does teach, so this is a bad yeah. timing wise. So my mom is more name. available. What, what but... is he trying to teach kids how to read or add? <laughs> math. Let's <yeah>. go. <laughs> He's a math teacher. What do you got, Jay? Yeah, so so when it comes to the Lakers, um, I've been very critical of Darvin Ham if even frustrated this whole series, but this dude proved to us that he knows how to make adjustments and he makes them well. Beasley and Troy Brown could not make a basket to save their life this series and when it came to Friday's game, they didn't see the court until it was garbage time. So that really showed that he's willing to sit out guys that, as much as he loves them, if they're not making baskets, you're sitting. D'Angelo, if he's not hitting baskets, you're sitting. I'll go with Schroeder. So I'm not as scared over a, a Steve Kerr pedigree versus Darvin Ham. I mean, Steve Kerr is great. You win rings, you can't deny that. But it's not as scary as it was before. If it comes down to the last possession and LeBron James has the ball in his hand, I'll take that over anything. And let's not remember, Ty Lue beat, um, beat Kerr in the finals as a first-year coach. Have a great day, guys. Thank you, Thanks, Jason. Um, so I'll, I'll say this. I think I think you could have optimism, but I think you also – we also haven't seen him in these situations when you're taking on a real team and a real franchise. So that's the only thing I pay attention to is you said experience. We're talking about Darvin Ham before. We're talking about Steve Kerr. There's certain – not, there's almost no curveball out there for Steve Kerr at this point. Probably. Mm-hmm. It happens in the NBA. For Darvin Ham, now he could be sitting there saying, I was an assistant for eight years. Eight years I was watching all these. I was watching other coaches in this situation. But until you're the one that's there to make the decision, there are going to be nuances that he has not seen before in this series. And if they're fortunate enough, they get past the Warriors in the next series. Sure. And if he's fortunate enough to get the NBA, that's just how playoffs go. So I think the not worried about it, you could not be worried about it, but you could also be, there could be a question mark there because he hasn't been in some of these spots. Yeah, the the assistant thing and the head coach thing, they couldn't be more different. It, it, it's the same at practice, right, where you're talking about running a drill or calling in a defense or whatever, but when it comes down to you have to make a decision in the heat of the moment as the head coach, it's very different than being the assistant. So I, I think you're right there. I, I'll give Darvin some credit on this, and, and I think that he's made some mistakes, and I think that it is a bit of a wild card going into the second round, and not just because he's green, but because Kerr is the exact opposite of that. If this were him going up against Mike Brown, for instance, it would feel more, even though Mike Brown's been a head coach before, Mike Brown hasn't been a head coach in a bunch of playoff games before. It would be it would be a little bit more even, but Kerr's just been doing this for so long. The thing I will say about Darvin yeah, that I right. think is... is a, it's, it's the Mike Malone, it's the Monty it, Williams. It's, just it's All these coaches are in it's one class. Different. And They've just been there forever. Yeah. Even Doc Rivers, who kind of sometimes goes nuts, mm-hmm. has been through it a lot of the time. Darvin Ham, I think one of the great skills he has, and maybe this is just because he is new, he doesn't stick with guys just because they're quote-unquote his guys. He plays the guys that should be in the game at the right time. If you're not making a shot, if you're not playing defense, you sit. Right, LeBron's going to play when LeBron needs to play. He's going to play when he needs to play. But other than that, that rotation of guys that support those two players, hmm. 
Austin Reeves is kind of a steady, you know, kind of a Remember, given Reeves was point. coming off the bench, and that Beasley was starting, yes, and he made that change. Because he was better. Yeah. And, and he's played better. But mm-hmm. some nights it's Rui. Some nights it's Vanderbilt. Another night it's Dennis Schroeder. Schroeder. It's, mm-hmm. it's D'Angelo. But D'Angelo, who was awesome in game six, was really bad through most of the series. And he wasn't out there just because, well, he's one of the starters. we got to play him. He was only playing him when it made he was sense delivering. to play him. Yeah, and he was delivering in game six. For, yep. for sure. So I, I, give, I give Darvin a lot of credit for that for understanding this is the hot hand at the Dennis Schroeder in the play-in game, right? Dennis Schroeder basically played the entire second half in that because he was having a night. Rui was having a night. You have to leave those guys in the game when it's happening, and that that is something that, as opposed to, well, these are my guys. And I, look, I'm going to use Phil Jackson as an example just because he, he had his guys, but Ron Harper was going to play. Rick Fox is going to play. Derek Fisher is going to play. Never mind Shaq and Kobe. Those guys are going to play for sure, but – the guys that I know, I trust, I'm going to put them out there even if they're having a bad night. Darvin is cycling those guys through. It's a little bit of an old school in that, too, where you know we see it in the NBA. And I, I hopefully you, you continue to see it less in the playoffs. If I told you how many times, and you're going to know this, too, because when you were doing the broadcast in the past, how many times does it happen where a guy hits three straight threes and, the, and Michael and John will lose it on the broadcast? <laughs> They'll say, and here they're subbing him out. And they're subbing him out not because of the flow of the game. They're subbing him out because well, it says right here we're going to yeah. sub him out at this time. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's not present. It's, it's I'm going to take him out at five minutes to go in the third quarter. Yeah, but he's made three threes in a row. Yeah, but I've already decided, so we're going to just – how about we watch? I'm going to crack a joke on these at 11.56. Right? It's a, it is a weird deal. All right, Dodgers got their first sweep of the season. Yep. And Clayton Kershaw got him started on Friday night with what was a vintage Kershaw performance. Is that just who he is still? That's next. Travis Lee, 710 ESPN.